Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 446, recorded live on Saturday, January 16th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who was actually on Skype before me this morning, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who uh, got a haircut instead, Andy Lowe. Hi. Nice! Yeah, no, it, it, it was getting uh, what Kate calls hobo-esque. <laughs> okay. Because I've got the I've got the scruff right now as well, and um, with the long hair, it was. Uh, you you could go panhandling and like make a shit ton of money. Probably. I see. So I uh, got up this morning a lot later than I actually planned on, and I'm like, hmm, I can either get online and start looking for topics, or get my hair cut. So I went out to the local Supercuts because there was no wait, and I got my hair cut. My local barber place, actually, uh, the nearest um, wait time would actually be uh, in five minutes. Not bad. So Supercuts it was. Where do you uh, get your hair cut? Do you get it at, like, a, a barber place? or? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's, like, Good Clip or something. I don't remember what they call them. <laughs> it's a haircut place. <laughs> Great Clips, maybe. No. Yeah, Great Clips. Yeah, Great Clips. Mm. That's where I do it. Uh, and if I go to their website, you can actually, at, at their website, um, like, get in line before you even leave. Oh, that's, I love that people are doing that now. So the nearest ones to me, the nearest one has a 10-minute wait, but there's one that is almost the same distance just further south that is zero-minute wait. Ah, I can check in right now. Well, don't do it now. We have a podcast to record. I, but they have a zero-minute wait, Andy. If I check in and get in the car, then I don't have to wait in line. Yes, but if they have a zero-minute wait, you wouldn't have to wait in line anyway. Well, you actually, no, you're right. There might be somebody who would, you know... Check in before me. Yeah. Right. No, it's actually... I'm realizing now I'm, like, almost equidistant to three different ones. Uh, one is zero, one is nine, the other is 34-minute wait. Yeah, I'm not going to go to that one. There's one with a 40-minute wait. I don't know why I'm paying attention to this and why this is, like, actually mattering. But that's where I get my haircut, usually. Mm. Yeah, normally there's a barbershop down the road from work that I can normally, you know, because they have the check-in online stuff there. I can normally look to see, you know, when there's a break, sign up for it, drive the two minutes down the road, get out, get my haircut, and get back before anybody really notices that I'm gone. Okay. I told you about the the time that everybody forgot about me in the basement, right? Um, has it been just once? Uh, well, they they closed the office early due to inclement weather. Ah, uh, and no one told you. No one told me. So I'm downstairs, you know, doing my whole computer thing. I go upstairs to use the bathroom. <laughs> hey guys, where is everyone? Yeah, all the lights are off, and I'm like, why are all the lights off? So I go up to the front <laughs> desk to ask Amy, our front desk person, hey, is there a problem with the lights or something? And she's not there. Not there. Apocalypse. So I glance at, you know, the front door and we have a glass front door and I could see the sign that she had taped to the window. I could read it backwards through the, the light. <laughs> it says office closed due to inclement weather. Like, I guess I should go home. It's like, yep, I guess I'm going home now. Did you have keys to get out and lock behind you? Oh, yeah. OK. No, believe me, I have I have keys to everywhere. Well, yeah. almost everywhere. IT staff, man, IT staff. You've got all the keys. Not all of them. I gave a couple of them up because they were to rooms that I never would need access to. Okay. It's like, why am I, you know, making my key ring bigger? For no don't point. you want the giant key ring? I don't want the giant key ring. That was always like a thing for me growing up. It's like, man, I want a position where I have a lot of keys. Well, my backpack has a little thing that I used to, I guess, used to hold a cell, used to be a cell phone holder. Mm -hmm. But now that I've removed a couple of keys from my key ring, my keys and my flash drive fit in there perfectly. Nice. So now, like, my laptop bag and my keys are all right there. Ah, see, I just have a security card now. Yeah, which is so you don't even. I'm guessing you don't even have to swipe. They just have you know RFID tap. tags. Yeah, you just hold it up to the sensor. Mm -hmm. A little bit more secure than keys. Also, kind of sucks if there's a power outage. Yes, but if there's a power outage, we have generators on site because we have a data center. Yeah, so the locks don't turn off. 
All right. Now I, I, I hate doing this, but I have to do one crazy thing at work because we lost power at work yesterday. That sucks. Yeah. What and happened? then all the radio stations went off the air and I'm sitting there going, Whoa, like, that's that, not right. That really sucks. Yeah. So I, you know, I start, I run downstairs thinking I know where the problem is and I go downstairs and the box where everything's supposed to literally, literally leave the building yeah. is on, but there's nothing going into that box. Oh no. <laughs> So as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, crap, I think I know where the problem is. And it's literally, there's a rack upstairs that has basically the brains of our audio networks. That one does not have a battery backup attached to it. Oops. It's one of those things that I thought, you know, would be, of course, these are the the central core of our whole network in the building. You should probably have these on a battery backup, and they're not. Was that before your time? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you aren't necessarily helpers, but you're like, no, I would have assumed that someone had taken care of that. It's like one of those things you just assume that, you know, you put the most critical piece of equipment on a battery backup. And now, you know, the next time you start working at a a new location, check the backup. Yeah. That should be one of the first things. It's like, is there a battery backup for this? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You say, okay, good. God, that that was the. We just went over there, and he's like, "Yeah, the power's out over here." Wait, what? No, <laughs> that can't. Out. That can't be, especially since the rack next to it has two big rack-sized battery backups in it. It's like, what? oh. So yes, we have a generator on site, but you know, when the gen- power goes out, generator takes a second to kick in, and then everything has to boot back up again. And it's just like you got to be kidding me, really. No battery backup. Oh, sucks to be you. Well, especially since my boss is now currently in Hawaii, so I have to figure out who to contact in order to get uh, who can purchase those for me now. Yep. So yeah, sorry, I went down a rabbit hole with that one. A little bit. A little, little bit. You went from, like, people forgetting that you existed to complaining about your boss having a vacation. <laughs> well, it was more just the fact that we need to, you know, purchase these. But and, and we even got there from haircuts. Welcome to the Random Access Podcast. Brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is, epi- oh, no, we already did that. <laughs> I was going to see how far I could get you to go. It is, I, I mean, that, that's the fun part of the, well, it's not the fun part, it's a fun part of the show, is this this opening section. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, someone caught Andy in a, you already did this moment. But he did not specifically state what the two episodes were. Nope, but it's the soda and pop opening. So if you go back, I believe it was a week or two weeks ago, Andy made a challenge of if you can find an instance where he did this, you would get an Amazon gift card. Yes. So if you're still interested in that Amazon gift card, it is as yet unclaimed. But here's the hint. It has to do with soda and pop. We think. I have not actually listened to any of these, but that is the... Well, you actually have listened to all of them. Uh, no, I don't listen to the podcast. No? No. When did you stop listening to the podcast? <sighs> You used to listen to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I used to listen to the podcast, but that was actually when I was still driving for the Census Bureau, so it's been about five, six years. Ah. Because I don't have as much time to listen to podcasts, so I'm listening to the communicators on C-SPAN. You, you used yes. to yell at me for not listening to the podcast. Sorry, no, I don't listen to the podcast anymore. I just don't have time. I'm listening to uh, Radio Tech podcasts, and I'm listening to the communicators, which is, you know, telecommunications, FCC sort of stuff. So those are my podcasts of the time. I've, I've literally chopped all of my other podcasts off. I've stopped downloading them. I've completely wiped out the, the backlog. Nice. It's just those two podcasts now. And as soon as I catch up with those two, then I might add something else. I usually just use wait, wait, don't tell me for long trips. There's a new one on uh, when I was over on the other side of the state. Uh, I was listening to WEMU because, you know, I uh-huh. used to work there. There was one that was like a word puzzle show. Let me see if I can figure out what it's called. I'm going to laugh if it's the one I think it is. You want to maybe check uh, the, the uh, ask, ask Me Another? Ask Me Another, yes. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I've been listening to it for a long while. Jonathan <sighs> Colton is on it. I know. That was like... Because they were doing a Christmas episode. Did you yeah. did you listen to the Christmas episode or no? No, I haven't listened to it in a while. Oh, they did a Christmas episode and he, Jonathan Colton, uh, uh, was like, okay, your answer, you have to sing like, Lord. and he was doing the whole thing there. And I'm just like, very nice, Jonathan Colton. Very nice. 
Yeah. That's, that's what you're up to now when there's not a portal game going on. Yeah, he's, they've been doing it for a long while. Let's see, it started in, still looking back, looking back, 2014, 2013, somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, there's 37 pages of episodes. Yeah. No, I'm looking at episodes in 2012. May 4th, 2012. Right, but when, when I started. Oh, that's episode 101, too. Jesus, so there was... Well, but that might just mean season one. Not everyone starts counting at episode one. True. Is there not a... Um, Is there not a... Wikipedia page for Ask Me Another? Probably not. I do know that uh, whatever her name is has also been on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Ah. She was a panelist for one episode. But anyway, Andy. Yes. Instead of diving down the rabbit hole of NPR quiz shows, (laughs) which evidently is a thing, we should probably hit topics. Probably. Was it Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, Ask Me Another, and What Do You Know? I haven't heard that third one. What Do You Know? Yeah. With Michael Feldman? Nope. Huh. Aaron loves it. I am not a huge fan of it. Mm. Oh, yeah. I should probably turn back on my notifications of the chat between you and Hansowitz. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, you guys were chatting so much. I was like, you know, I need to turn this off. It it was like three things that we said back and forth. Don't give me this. Oh, you were chatty. You guys are so chatty. It was like nothing. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Most of that's Aaron. Twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. Ah, uh, no. I have twenty-five. You're counting each line. Those were not different messages. No, but some of those times he would type one block and then he would type another block before you respond. So I'd get those as two separate notifications, which Google, you know, conveniently clumps together. Yeah. But in real time, that's twenty-six notifications. Well, sucks to be you. I was busy at the time. I couldn't respond. Yeah, I was busy too. I found time to respond. With the one word of nice. I found time to respond. True. I was teaching a class. (laughs) Anyway, topics? Yes, topics. Topics, topics, topics. uh, Steam sale is done, thankfully. You buy anything? I bought a couple of things. I think about what, like five things? (laughs) Steam sale. I bought, uh, let me check with my, my wallet and financier. But yes, no, the, uh, winter sale is done. Yep. And Steve, once again, accidentally, unintentionally shared data. Well, that was part of the sale, wasn't it? Like, not, it's the same part that we are talking about. It's not that it happened twice. What? When you say they shared data. Yeah, because remember they had that whole problem where they were accidentally, you know... They, they granted access to other people's account. Yes. Yeah, but that's not... We aren't saying that this happened twice. The last time we covered it was about the same time that it happened. Ah, yes. So that's not what I was bringing up. No. I was bringing up, there's a, a recap talking about how much they... Oh, oh, you mean they did share extra information. Yes, no, This the recap that Valve had posted was not supposed to be... It was supposed to be in-house only. Oh, and then oops. they accidentally posted it to the Steam VR uh, website. Yeah. So then, you know, Steam database People. pulled the uh, data, so now everybody can see it. Okay. What was the effect of the sale? A lot of page views and a lot of wish list additions. So I don't know. And they said um, outside of the top five hundred, um, top five hundred games, uh, four times their share of traffic and forty five percent growth in revenue. So they made a lot of money. Yes, they said okay. Yeah, so we didn't have you know the hypothesis for this new format was better to serve customers that were only able to visit Steam once or twice during the whole event. Ah, which I only went once or twice during the whole event because I knew I didn't have to go back. Every oh, single it was, day. It was so nice not having to return to it every day. Not even every day. Every eight hours. In the classic view, you had to get to Steam at least once in every eight-hour period. Yes. Because you had to get whatever the flash sale was to at least check and be like, oh, is that something I want? So they saw a 190% increase in the rate of wishlist additions. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, more people went to more pages and added more things to their wishlist. 
and there was a uptick in you know below top 500 sales but i mean they still made money yeah true so are they going to continue do we know do we hypothesize well they had posted this out to all their people saying that it was a success okay so well that's very good because i enjoyed this instead of having to come back and back and back and back again and again so i like this this worked out I didn't do anything with the Steam trading cards. I felt kind of sad. I was like, oh. Yeah, I really didn't pay any attention. Steam usually is a little gimmick during their sale. And I just didn't care. Well, Although, this year's, this granted, year's... one of those gimmicks was like, if you did all of this stuff, then we gave you a free copy of every Steam game. I believe you got that one. Yeah. Well, it was not every Steam game. It was every Valve game. Right. That, I'm, that's what I had meant. Yeah. Every Valve game. Every Steam game. Oh, my God. There'd be it's like 10,000 games. Yeah. No, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. But no, but that was, be- yeah, that was the whole potato hunt. And that got me every single Valve game, including Portal 2, which yep. we gave out as a free prize. Woo. But yeah, no, this one had something like that. You know, you had to find these search pages and there was this whole ARG thing. Okay. And at the end of it, the prize was a Steam badge titled Red Herring. Wasn't that true of the potato badge too, though? Well, it started out as just a little potato badge sort of thing there, but then things just kept on rolling. Right, but rolling. It, it grew and eventually was the thing about Portal 2, wasn't it? Yes. Like, that was the ARG for Portal 2. Yes. So this was an ARG that resulted in a badge, but the badge was red herring. Yes. But a red herring is a distraction. Yeah, no, so people are still, like... You know, scouring. Yes. Like if there's a red herring, that means that there's a real thing somewhere. Half-Life 3 confirmed? (laughs) Maybe, possibly. Still not sure if they're going to do Half-Life 3 or Half-Life 2 Episode 3. That's an excellent question. I still remember that. Oh, yeah, we'll put out this episode of content because it'll be so much easier. It'll be faster and cheaper and oops. Which makes me kind of worried because one of my favorite games, Hitman. Yeah. Just recently, the game's coming out in March, right? Yes. Okay. They just recently canceled everybody's pre-orders, okay, which was a bit of that a surprise. Sucks. Yeah. Um, and they posted a blog post saying, hey, we're going to do episodic content. Half-Life, what, so Hitman Episode 1, Hitman Episode 2. Yes. Hitman, we beat Valve to number three. I think so, because, okay, so the game's going to come out March 11th, and what's going to come out is a intro pack, quote-unquote, which includes prologue and one map for $15. Then other locations are going to be released on a monthly basis at $10 a pop. So it's a money-making scheme. Well, you can buy all of them for $50. You can buy all of the uh, location and updates for $50 right off the bat if you want to. Okay. But still, it's like, really? You're doing episodic content? Well, so look at it this way. It's better than doing in early access. By doing episodic content, it puts less strain on the developers because they only need to get certain milestones done at certain times instead of saying the entire game has to be released by this date. But really, at this point, the game's coming out in two months. I have and a feeling they would have already gone gold with everything. But if, yes, but what if that meant cutting out certain parts of the game because they weren't done? Oh, okay. So this one, rather than trying to delay it, they just kind of went. They said, we'll release the part that's done. You guys keep working on making the rest of it good. I could see that. Granted, you know, I've spent money on season passes for things like. Oh, let's see, was it the Batman and Assassin's Creed that I did Seasons Passes for? And it, I just, you know, completely forgot about all the, the stuff that I technically had paid for. Yeah. So this one, I don't know, if it, $15 right off the bat, not too bad, and then, you know. And then you get four more expansions before you should have just bought the whole game. Yes. I hated the idea of Season Passes because it... It benefits the company to put out as few releases during that time as possible. Because it's timed, right? It's like for the first two years, any DLC is free. Well, then it would benefit the company to not release all of their DLC in those two years. Well, I think... um, 
I think the the season pass here is not going to be, you know, time related, but still it's one of those things where it also, you know, how do I know that I'm going to get $10 worth of content out of this $10 expansion? Well, Andy, if you want to get into the philosophical debate about that, what is $10 value in content? True, because that could be, you know, $10 here is different than $10 somewhere else. $10 is a two-hour movie at a movie theater, mm-hmm. or it's two games of laser tag, True, which takes half an hour, or it's a book which could take several hours to read. All right, so here's a fun bit. I'm looking at the collector's edition, because they still have a collector's edition for this. Yeah. So you get the the game, the full look game, a 10-inch statue, a hardcover 60-page art book, the iconic Hitman red tie and tie clip, and you get the premium collector's edition packaging, which is the box. You get a box. You No, you get the box that it comes in. That's literally what they put as one of the items of the collector's edition is the box it comes in. Wow. Price, $140. Holy shit, that's an expensive tie. Well, and the statue, and the art book, and the, and the box. Okay, and the box. And the box. <laughs> the, the box is a... a mm. But if I buy it from Amazon, 20% discount. Really? Yes. That's a pretty significant discount. Well, um, if you're a Prime subscriber right now, Amazon has started a program that gives you 20% off newly released and upcoming games. Just by being a Prime member. Cool. Yeah. All, like, certain games, particular games, participating games, any games? Uh, Physical copies, so not digital downloads. So 20% off new physical video games during pre-order and two weeks after their release. So I don't have a CD drive. (laughs) It's only for pre-orders and post-release, like two weeks after the release. Yes, 20% off. So it's for, for new games. So it new turns games. a $60 game into a $48 game. Yes. And I assume this is only for like big AAA titles. Well, it says, this, this says for any games, it looks like. All right, let's look at the frequently asked questions. Yellow. Oh, sorry, that was weird. Yep. Um, only games shipped and sold by Amazon are eligible. Games already discounted greater than 20%. Prime customers get the lower price. All physical video games are included during pre-order through two weeks after launch. Okay. All physical video games. All physical games. So yes. not just AAA, but wow. Yeah, and collector's editions are included during pre-order through two weeks after launch. But this does not uh, go to console bundles. So no, you can't get 20% off your Xbox. But I could get 20% off my Xbox games. Yes. All right. Neat. So Amazon is expanding Prime even more. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And, you know, it, if you do the pre-release, normally they try and get that stuff to you so it gets delivered day of. Sometimes it accidentally gets delivered early. <laughs> You should not count on that as a incentive. I might get this a day before release. Don't do it. No. Cool. Well, that's, uh, is that bonus just deducted automatically? Like I don't have to do anything if I just pre-order? If you're a Prime member, it gets applied automatically. That's sweet. Thank thank you, Amazon. I feel like that's a shot fired to Best Buy and GameStop. Kinda. Saying, hey, not only will we own the the digital market outside of Steam, but we will also own the physical market. Yes. Yep, sounds like it. I'm trying to think of the last time I actually went into a GameStop. Uh, The last time I went into a GameStop was to go see my friend who works at a GameStop. (laughs) That was the entire reason I went into the GameStop. Yeah, I can't think of the last time I went into a GameStop. I went into the comic book store the other day. Why did you go to the comic book store? Uh, I wanted to buy some board games. <laughs> okay. So you went to the board game store that also sells comic books. Well, it's a more than half the store is comic book related. So it's like the Vault of Midnight? Yeah. Okay. Where it's got, you know, the comic book area, and then you also have board game areas, and they were doing some D&D campaigning in the back. If they have, like, ongoing D&D sessions, that is not a comic book store anymore. They also have Magic the Gathering Nights as well. That's not a comic book store. That's a game store that sells comic books. Oh, there's a midnight event that was going on today for Oath of the Gatewatch pre-release party. That's Yeah, that's Magic. 
Hero Clicks, Magic Casual Night, uh, D&D Encounter Night. I think that's what we went to. One encounter per week. All ages welcome. Rules taught. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds fun. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Friday Night Magic. Yeah, so they've... <laughs> I'm waiting to hear the, yes, Dave, you're correct. It's actually a game store that also sells comics. Uh, I, I suppose like if you it, want to be really accurate, it's a Magic the Gathering store that also sells games and comics. Hey, there's Dungeons and & Dragons and Hero Clicks. Yeah. Where do you think they get most of their money, Andy, if they're running Friday Night Magic? Probably from Friday Night Magic. Yeah, they, they get their money from Magic the Gathering. By the way, evidently, like, some crazy shit is happening in the Marvel comic universe. I, I saw that. Iron Man versus Captain Marvel? What? Well, they did another Secret War thing. Oh, jeez. Doctor Doom became a god. <laughs> the universe kind of collapsed because the Beyonders were sick of everything and, like, tearing apart the universe. Uh, not just the universe, the multiverse. And Doctor Doom figured it out and beat the shit out of all of them and stole their power. And so he became essentially a god. And that was the beginning of this the story. I feel like I need to get into comics. I I feel like that sometimes, too. But then I think about, like... It's well now is actually supposed to be a a good onboarding point because it just resolved this major thing as a reboot of the entire universe. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm 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 comic enough with my Marvel bejeweled, as Kate calls it. Marvel bejeweled. Yeah, the puzzle quest. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Marvel puzzle quests. Well, she calls it Marvel bejeweled because it's a match three. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. What other topics we got going on here? Uh, uh, PC sales are down. <laughs> Except with Apple's. Really? Apple is up 2% over last year. Okay. Everybody else is, I think, well, down. Well, because, because all the PC manufacturers are saying, like, oh, here's a tablet that's essentially a PC. You can just buy this. Yeah, they said longer PC life cycles, ongoing competition from smartphones and tablets, and broad economic trends like failing commodity prices and fluctuating international currencies. Yeah. I feel like they're just grasping at straws of the they're numbers like, are going down. The numbers why? are down. Why? We're not really sure why. Yeah. When they pull in broad economic <laughs> indicators and and fall it like no no they just don't know why it's falling this was the fifth straight quarter of decline for global pc shipments it's pc including laptop um i think so yes okay. but this does not include hybrid tablets yeah yeah i'm not actually worried about this at all although speaking of worried did you see what the the nbc exec was saying and it was the nbc or the abc exec oh nbc about, about netflix yeah yeah where he really? said, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not worried about Netflix because after, you know, three weeks, people just go back to their normal viewing habits. Yeah. Well, that's because they've run out of content to watch on Netflix. Yeah. And as Netflix keeps developing more content to keep them there, you're going to be screwed, dude. I feel like I need to. Oh, God, there's all the stuff with, you know, I got to watch Daredevil. I got to watch Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. You guys don't <sighs> People have, have told Netflix, me I need though, to right? see Man in the High Castle. My, I, I watched a few episodes of that. Man in the High Castle? Yeah. Evidently it gets better after the first few episodes, which is good, because the first few episodes I thought were just terrible. Well, that one I could watch, because that's Amazon. Yeah. I mean, it's renewed for second season. Oh, good. But I, yeah. My reaction after watching the first three-ish episodes was, I'm not sure there's actually a story being told here. <laughs> Like, who are we supposed to follow and who do we actually care about? And I, yeah, nope, just didn't feel like it was worth it. As you said, there's lots of other things to watch. Yeah, no, I haven't even touched Arrow or Flash yep, or I gotta League do those. of Tomorrow. I have to finish the Jessica Jones. Evidently, I didn't know this, Netflix is teamed up with Aniplex. Aniplex is an a animation studio, Japanese anime studio, and is now having anime made specifically for Netflix. Oh, goodness. So there's an anime based on a manga that is only available in the U.S. on Netflix. There's a lot know. of bad anime out there, though. Yeah, this this is mediocre. It's cute. It's 
it's so many tropes and stereotypes about anime that it's just adorable to watch from that perspective. I would not recommend it as like, this is representative of really good anime. It's not like Sword Art. I'll, okay. I'll tell you that. It's it's not like Sword Art. Are you saying Sword Art is good or bad? Uh, I'm saying this is different than Sword Art. <laughs> You're not going to touch that with a 10-foot sword, are you? Nope. I actually like Sword Art, but I know you didn't. I should just go back and watch the big O again. That was that was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was definitely good. So speaking right. of online content. Yeah. Forbes released their Forbes 20 under, oh, sorry, 30 under 30. They're 30 under 30. Yeah, the 30 people to watch under 30 sort of thing. Okay. Um, so if you went to the website and you had ad blocker running, it popped up a thing saying, I'm sorry, you can't view this with ad blocker running. They asked you to turn off ad blocker in order to view the article. Yeah. After doing so, visitors were immediately served with pop under malware. Oops. <laughs> So Forbes is like, hey, can you guys turn off your ad blocker so we can, you know, give you ads? Serve you ads and get money for it. I I wonder if, I mean, there's no way Forbes knew that. Probably not. No, because all these guys are, you know, rogue. I've been getting a lot of that actually at work. Sorry to bring up work again, but I'm getting a lot of like rogue advertising things on websites that people are going to. Where it's freaking people out. I'm like, it's just a bad ad. It's like, there's just not much I can do about it other than telling you not to go, you know. Don't go to that site. Granted, when, you know, it's the local paper's website, you're like, really? Then then you got to contact the local paper and say, you need to change your ad settings. Yep. Because people are hijacking your site to serve malware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't believe that. Literally, it's like, hey, can you turn off your ad blocker? Boom, malware. <laughs> malware. No. Uh, SpaceX fired their rocket that they returned. Uh, this was the, we want to fire it, but not actually send it anywhere test. Yes. Okay. And they say it successfully fired, but they had, uh, some thrust fluctuations. So the engineers are going to check that out because this is the first time they've actually been able to, you know, do this. Yeah. So, um, they have another actually launch go, uh, scheduled for Sunday afternoon at one forty-two. So by the time you listen to this, it would have already fired off and hopefully landed on the, uh, they're trying the drone ship. They're trying the barge, right? Yeah, they're trying the barge. So then they could have two rockets, hopefully. Yay! Would they send the second one back up? I don't know. Because the whole point of a reusable rocket is (laughs) to to reuse reuse it. it. And if you send it up every time and be like, you know what, we sent it up, we don't want to send this one up again. That's not reusable anymore. I have a feeling, okay, that they if this second one successfully lands, then they've proven they can land it on land and at sea. The second one, um, they'll probably, I, I feel like with this thrust fluctuations thing going on, I feel like they might do a static test for the second one if they land it correctly. And then maybe the third one, third one, if they land that one correctly, will then, you know, go back up into space again. Yeah, the first one fell over. Fell, fell burned down, swamp. fell in the swamp. So, yeah. But the fourth castle. <laughs> the third one burned down, then fell over in the swamp. Burned down, fell over, then sank into the swamp. I need to watch that movie again. God, hey, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that stuff. I've been watching a lot of Alan Rickman, though. Oh. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman passed away. I need to see Die Hard. You haven't seen Die Hard? I've never actually seen Die Hard. Well, I know you haven't seen Die Hard. Uh, Dave hasn't seen Die Hard. You're wearing a Hogwarts shirt. Aw. Aw. For those of you who have not yet seen the news, uh, Alan Rickman has indeed passed away. It is very sad. sad. Yep. He was a little bit typecast, but he was damn good at playing a villain. Well, he had some other things that, you know, he was the, what, the, the voice of God in Dogma. He was in Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest was good. He was Marvin the Android in Hitchhiker's Guide. I know, but his angel basic name was basically the voice of God. I don't know how to pronounce his actual name because I do believe it's Kiddish. It's what? Is Kiddish? Isn't that what it the, or is it or K-I-D-D-I-S-H? K-I-D-D-U-S-H. The Kiddush? Yeah, I think. Or is that not what I'm thinking of? Uh, that's not a language. Sorry. It's a prayer. You probably know this, wouldn't you? The Kiddush is a prayer. Also sometimes called the Kiddush. Now I'm going to have to look up his name. IMDB, yep, Alan nope. Rickman, Dogma. Matt Dogma right now. Where the heck is Alan Rickman? Alan Rickman. Oh, Metatron. Okay, he's one I actually can pronounce. 
Oh, he was in Kabbalist text. There we go. That's what the K word I was trying to think of. Okay. My apologies, Dave. Yeah. Except not, what else do we got on here? Android Pay rewards. What? Yeah. So Google is looking at Android Pay, formerly known as Google Wallet, and saying, we want people to start using this. How can we get people to use this? And so they decided to do rewards. Google is giving you rewards for using Android Pay. The hope is if they get people to start using it, they'll realize how easy it is to actually use, and then they will just use it. So when you do Android Pay and you pay something with Android Pay, the first time you get a song. You get a free song from the Google Play Store. And as you keep doing it, once you've paid 10 things by the end of February, you have a month and a half to do 10 things, you get a free Chromecast. Free Chromecast? Free Chromecast. You get a code sent to you that lets you buy a Chromecast in the Google Play Store. Damn. So, Mr. I don't use my NFC, what are you thinking? I have no idea who uses Android Pay around here. Uh, most stores have that Wi-Fi credit card thing. If you see that symbol, then you can use Android Pay. All right, let's see. If stop at these favorite stores. McDonald's, well, there we go. Meyer. Yep, yep. I'm guessing Target. Target, Subway, Walgreens, Whole Foods, Staples, Panera. Oh, so yeah, it's just any of the uh, AFC stuff. Hmm. Now, unfortunately for me, yes, I was going to, to do this, and then I tried putting in my credit card, and it said, we don't support that credit card. Oh. So what? <laughs> yeah. So the, the Chase Bank does not work with Android Pay. So most of my credit cards do not work. All taps must be at least five minutes apart to be eligible in this offer. <laughs> you can't just go to McDonald's and buy like ten one dollar things. Yeah. I'd like hash browns, please. Bink. I'd like hash browns, hash please. Browns, please. I'd like no no, you just go up to the register and say I'd like ten orders of hash browns, but can you put them as separate orders, please? Ready, click, ready, click, ready, click. Nope, you now you gotta wait five minutes. Like order hash browns, please. Bink. I'll be back in five minutes. Yeah. I literally eat my hash brown while I'm sitting there waiting in line. So it'll probably take me (laughs) about five minutes to eat the hash brown. It takes you five minutes to eat a McDonald's hash brown? If it's hot, like if it's a fresh hash brown, that should take you 30 seconds. It's I've burned my mouth on hash browns before. I'm trying to debate, though, if the, the promotion last month was a $20 Best Buy gift card. Yep. It's like, oh. Missed out, man. Oh, I didn't know, but yep. now I do. But now you do. You going to go for a free Chromecast, Andy? I'm going to try. Can't hurt. going to try. Yeah. All right. What else do we got on the list here? Uh, I don't know. We're probably running low on time. Um, uh, next step of robotic slaves. You remember Atlas, the the ARPA robot? Yes. Uh, they're teaching it to do chores. <laughs> good times they are teaching it to vacuum and sweep this robot does not know how to handle a broom it does not (laughs) but that said andy could you build a robot that could handle a broom let me rephrase it can you step ladders can you build a robot that is not designed to handle a broom true and have it handle a broom remember the purpose of this is a humanoid adaptive robot One that isn't designed for any single task. Because I could design a robot that is amazing with a broom, but that's all it can do. It also wouldn't be bipedal. Now, here's the question. What's with the tether that it's got? I always see these robots, you know, with the tethers, and I'm like, what is the... That would be the power source. This is not a battery-operated robot. No. The tether is the external power source. Mm. Geez, Andy, watch more mecha shows. Like even Galleon, they, they have this giant power plug that sticks in the back of the robot because it only has a one minute battery. Sorry, I haven't watched too much. Wow, it That's throws right. a paper airplane. Most mechas, yeah, it throws it folds and throws a paper airplane. Uh, most mechas don't actually have power cords on them, but oh. they should. Well, that's kind of fun that, you know, it's... Hey, robots, menial tasks. That's what they're for, yeah. right? Hazardous what? conditions and menial tasks. That was the point. Whether or not they will stay that way, who knows? But that was the point originally. Are making cinnamon rolls? Cinnamon rolls? Sorry, no, I'm just like... <laughs> I'm starting to get this aroma of cinnamon I, rolls. And... I, I want cinnamon rolls. Well, by the time you get out here, they're already going to be gone. 
So, sorry. Four hours? I can get to your place in like four and a half hours. Yeah, and they're going to be gone within 30 minutes. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. But yeah, no, that was a bit distracting, so suddenly I'm smelling cinnamon rolls. Uh, Other autonomous news, Tesla just put out another update for their Model S. Does this one re-enable the autopilot thing that they had to disable because people were using it stupidly? Uh, Auto steer improvements help keep Tesla vehicles in their current lane when passing highway exits and even in situations where lane markings are faded. Um, Auto steer is now restricted on residential roads and roads without a center divider. So they uh, they have limited the auto steer usage. Okay. What is going on over there? Hmm? I hear, like, kitchen utensils. Kate's getting the stuff out for the cinnamon rolls. Ah. Uh, no, I want cinnamon rolls again. Well, you're an adult. You have a vehicle. Yes, but you said that the rolls would be gone by the time I got there. You could go and to a store and buy I, cinnamon roll I, stuff. I could. I'd have to buy gluten-free cinnamon roll stuff, which is god-awful. <laughs> <laughs> Dave says gluten-free cinnamon rolls are god-awful. <laughs> and most gluten-free things are. I'm Thanks, sorry, Dave. Thanks, Kate. I, I appreciate that. That's Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to laugh when I get the email from Kate about this episode. Because <laughs> I know what she's going to say in the, in the email. So, um, Tesla has put a summon and auto park feature into their cars now. So summon and auto park. The auto park, I'm guessing, is like I get to a parking spot and say park and the car parks. Uh, uh, Tesla vehicles to park itself into parking spots that are perpendicular to the curve. Curb. Okay. That's not too difficult. No, but now. Um, Parallel parking is a hell of a lot more harder. Yes. Can they Which do that's that? not new. I've I've seen I've been in a car that has automatically parallel parked itself. Right. Like I, I think Audi had that for a while and BMW. Ford actually was the one that I was in. Okay. Has perpendicular parking been like a mystery to them? I don't know. The um oh look, here's the actual uh updates. Jeez, oh Pete, that's a lot of updates. Are you reading release notes for the Tesla? Yes, I'm reading I'm re- the release notes, though, were actually, it looks like it's on the car screen, and so somebody actually had to take a picture of the screen. Okay. Um, so but, it, it can it can park. Yeah, and it can also, you know, come back from being parked, but it also can work with your garage door. So you pull up to the garage, you get out, you tell it to park, it will automatically open the garage door, pull into the garage, and shut the garage door behind you. But my garage is attached to my house. Like, is this only for people who have detached garages? I'd fail to see the use of this. Or is this for people who have, like, a far detached garage with, like, eight cars in it? Or can I do this with a parking structure? Uh, all right. So here we go. I'm actually reading the actual. Because this just sounds like it's useless. <laughs> all right. No, no. Wait until I actually, this is the actual. To prepare to park your vehicle, align Model S within 39 feet of final parking space so the Model S can move straight into the space and either drive or reverse. With Model S in park, stand within 10 feet of the vehicle and press and hold the center button on your key fob until the hazard lights flash continuously. While the hazard lights are flashing, press the frunk button once on the key fob to drive the Model S forward into the parking space or the truck button one, trunk button once on the key fob to back the Model S into the parking space. Model S will move up to 39 feet or until sensors detect an obstacle, at which point parking is considered completed and auto park will shift the car to park. Oh, 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 I get it. I get it. It's for when there's like two cars that are right up to the line on the parking spot. And so you won't be able to open the doors. Sure. That's like the only use I can think of this. Model S may not detect certain obstacles, including those that are very narrow. Example, bikes lower than the fascia or hanging from the ceiling. As such, summon requires that you continuously monitor your vehicle's movement and surroundings while it is in progress and that you remain prepared to stop the vehicle at any time using your key fob. Also, only use Summon on flat driveways. You must stay in proximity to your vehicle and continually monitor and maintain control of it while using this feature. What? I don't get it. I I don't get it. I really don't get it. I I thought this was neat. Then I read the actual release notes, and I go, wait. So you, you, you have to line up your car so it can only drive straight. 
you have to get out and you have to stand within what they say 10 feet, 10 feet. of your vehicle the, the car will only travel up to 39 feet and they're telling you you have to stay and monitor it at all times you cannot tell it to park and walk away now this just sounds dumb <laughs> yeah i don't know what they're doing with this i really don't I was like, oh, this is neat. The Tesla will go park itself. No problem. No. Like if it could do that with a parking garage, like I get to the garage and I say, go find a spot. And then I leave or and and the auto summon. It's like I come out of the building and I say, "Okay, car, come to me. And it moves out of the parking spot and comes out of the garage. That would be awesome. I would love that. This is stupidity. Yes. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, especially since, like, I've seen Audi do their, like, self-parking thing, and this was... This is nothing. This is, this is, they turned it into a remote control. Yeah. And it has a maximum range of 39 feet. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Sorry, that, I feel like I kind of over-delivered that one. It's like, ooh, self-driving. No, not really. No, 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 no. Uh, Securom. Uh-oh. We talked about it last week. Yes. And SafeDisk, which is the, the kind of piece that is part of Securom. Okay. Windows, uh, Microsoft rather, in September last year released an update that is directly involved with it. Really? Yeah. They disabled the driver secdrive.sys, S-E-C-D-R-V dot S-Y-S. Which is the driver, it's the, the file used by SafeDisk and Securom, which means you can no longer run SafeDisk games on Windows. Oh my. On Windows 7, 8, and 10. Microsoft decided to not allow it to run or be installed at all on Windows 10? Oh jeez. Yeah, Windows 10 is just gone. You, you cannot do it on Windows 10. Windows 7 and 8, it dis, uh, disabled the driver, but you can always re-enable it using system settings. There's even a workaround that Windows has posted. So like, hey, yep, we understand you might actually want this. So here you go. Uh, but for Windows 10, no, you don't get to do this. Oh, goodness. So I luckily do not have any Securom games, it seems, because since I'm on Windows 10. Well, you, again, it's for reading it from the disk. Do you play any games from the CD? No. These are the games where you used to have, like, you have to put in the CD to play this game. Do you remember those days? Yes. I remember remember, those days. I remember Riven and my five CDs. Yep. Where you'd be going there and you'd be like, please insert CD3. Yeah. And then you'd sit there and you'd hear the CD-ROM spin up and then you'd see your little hourglass thing and all. Now we're up again. So shit, I went one step too far, and then you turn around and you just walk back to the other bits. <laughs> oh, there was, I'm not sure what computer it was, but I think it was also like back in the days of we had to do this with the floppy disks. I loved our computer, though, because it had two floppy disk drives, so you could put two of them in there, and it's like, oh, okay, please insert disk two. Well, it's already in there. You just click OK, and it reads it, and you're off again. Yep. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> do we have anything else anything else at all uh not that i can think of oh um, going, gm's got a bounty out for finding bugs in its cars like their key ring thing the ignition switch thing uh security experts who find security vulnerabilities in general motors products and services okay cool so they they uh it's put on hacker one website which normally has like bounties yeah the bounty for the GM one, it says, be the first to receive eternal glory. That's your bounty. Really? Eternal glory? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> Kate just sent me an article. Oh. A woman started a GoFundMe because she blew her and her entire family savings on the Powerball lottery. Oh, jeez. And GoFundMe shut it down. Good. Good. Wow. Does it say how much money she, uh... $100,000? Oh, Jesus. Yep. <sighs> wow. She'd gotten 800 bucks by the, when they took the screenshot. No. Sorry. No. No, no, no. No. You, you made a mistake. Yes. That sucks. Oh, someone won. Three people won the Powerball. Good for them. Yeah, I drove out to curling yesterday, and the Powerball uh, billboard was at, uh, I think, $22 million now. Okay. Did you, buy any, to, did you buy any tickets? I bought uh, tickets the one time, won $4, and then I used that to buy more tickets and won $4. <laughs> okay. 
and then stopped. Well, that was the big pull ah, jackpot. Okay. Yeah. So. I I went in at work. We had a group of people who said, yep, let's just, we, we will not win. You are about to throw away your money. But if you want to pool your money together, we will all buy tickets together. And then if it wins, we will distribute the money back out. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's yeah. It's it's a fun one thing. less cup of coffee for you this year. Yeah, uh, my coffee's free. Oh damn! One less something. Yeah, yeah. One less something. One less packet of uh, beads. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. Those are on sale. Shit. <laughs> Random review. <laughs> Holy. Sorry. I need a new project for my beads. I, I finished my last big one, and so I need to do something else. Right. New, sorry, random review. Random topic. Random review. Random review is? The Anova Culinary Bluetooth Precision Cooker. The Anova, Anova, Inova. Anova. Anova, as an analysis of variance. Bluetooth. Precision Cooker. Precision Cooker. The Anova Precision Cooker. A hundred and seventy-three dollars. Yes, and you got the Bluetooth model, not the Wi-Fi model. Well, it was a Christmas present. Okay, so yeah, so what it is is the uh, sous vide cooker. Sous vide. Sous vide. Think the. It's. I mean, it's French, but I'm pretty sure the D is in there. S o u s v i sous vide. I think. Okay, but so so for those first off. I, I do know what sous vide is. I watched. Yes, the for those who don't know what sous vide cooking is, is you put your meat in a bag, in a ziploc bag, in a ziploc bag. You suck out all the air, basically, and then you put it in a water bath, a very tightly controlled temperature water bath. Yes, very and, precisely controlled temperature and water. This bath. is the thing that controls the temperature. Yes. So I have a question for you. Yes. What is the minimum temperature that this thing can handle? Uh, it basically says room temperature. Okay. If you, if you put it in a chiller thing there, I th- hold on, I actually have the instruction manual in front of me. Uh, temperature minimum, or room temperature lower with an ice bath. So you could, you know... If you had some sort of like cooler and an ice bath going on, you could okay. try and get it. Well, I, I wouldn't want it room temperature. I'm just thinking for like soaking your feet. It would be kind of nice to have something that could keep whatever water you're soaking your feet in at a good temperature. Uh, maximum temperature is 99 degrees Celsius. Yes, that is too hot for your feet. Yes. That would cook your feet. Yes. Since I wasn't that is worried one about one degree short of boiling. I was not worried about the maximum temperature. I was worried about like, can it keep water at like a hundred and four degrees? Yes, yes, it okay. can. Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Yeah, no. Um, well, since I cooked a steak at a hundred and fifty for hundred, it was hundred and fifty for an hour. Yep. Um, it. I think it could. Ha- I don't know why you would use this as a foot bath. <laughs> Temperature range, here it is, 77 Fahrenheit to 210 Fahrenheit. Cool. Neat. So you'd cook your meat or your, your you cook your meat, your chicken, that sort of thing there in here. Yeah. And you cannot overcook it because Cause it keeps it at that temperature. Yes. You can, you can overcook it. It just won't dry out. I guess it's weird. Yeah. Well, the, the, the meat will still break down a bit. Yeah. So you you could leave it in the um if you left it in there for like 2 days. Yes. So did you then sear the meat after after broiling it? Uh we uh we seared the beef, the chicken we did not. So we we seared the meat afterwards just cuz you know, we wanted to get that little bit of that brownness to it and then um okay. $173 is quite a bit. What is the advantage of the Bluetooth? Um, I can program the stuff with my... It has an app with it as well. Okay. So you can have the app, like, start up the timer and that sort of stuff. I haven't really tried it with the app. So you haven't used the fact that it's Bluetooth? No, not yet. Okay. So it takes the water and it circulates it. Keeps it at the right temperature and then you just let it go. Well, it's like um, I I put the steak in there and then we had to go shopping for a bit. So we just left for an hour and came back and the steak was, you know. Done. Done. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I in my mind, I see it as kind of like the next step for a slow cooker. Because, <laughs> you, you know, you have the slow cooker. You could put stuff in the slow cooker, set it, and yeah. forget it for a couple of hours. This one is the same exact way. You put it in the sous vide thing. You set it to go. And then, you know, if something delays you with what time you need to eat or something like that, it, it you don't have to. 
Because normally when I cook steak, you know, you got to be on the steak. You got to get your times right. and You don't want to leave it on the, the thing for too long. Right. So this one was like, oh, well, if it's on there, you know, an extra hour, so, it's not going to matter that much. So here's another sous vide for like $130. So it's, it's a little cheaper. doesn't have the Bluetooth. My question is like, how necessary is that Bluetooth aspect? How helpful is that? Or do you think it will be? I I don't think it um I I don't know the purpose of the Bluetooth part of it other than to just keep a timer going which there's a timer on the actual device itself. Well, I will uh I I guess I have to refrain from judgment until I taste the results of a sous vide. I don't think I've ever had sous vide cooked steak. Well, if you are ever in the Kalamazoo area and you have two hours, because the steak will probably be frozen at the time. Give you a heads up. Yes. In which case you would not need two hours to make a steak. Cool. Very cool. I could also just go to like Bed Bath & Beyond and pick one up and try it. And if I don't like it, take it back. Could. Just, you know, point that out. Yeah. All right. So it's nice because like I said, we had stuff to do. So I literally just put it in there and just, you know, um, I just, you just set it and forget it. Okay. So random topic. Random topic. What do we got? Imagine you have been given the responsibility to build a duplicate of the Ypsilanti water tower anywhere in the world. Where do you build the duplicate? So in order to understand this, you, dear reader or listener, uh, need to go and Google the Ypsilanti Water Tower, which is the winner of the most phallic building contest. Yes, Ypsilanti is spelled Y-P-S-I-L-A-N-T-I. And if you Google Ypsilanti Water Tower, images will show up and you will go, oh yeah. Like, oh, it's a penis. Yep. It is. Um, so I get to build the brick dick somewhere. Yes. But where? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't really care. Where would you build the brick dick? It's a water tower. California? Because they need water? <laughs> like, I don't know. I It never really struck me as being, like, obscene or an object to be regarded in any way. It's a friggin' water tower. I feel like it would, uh, I don't know what you would, would you build it somewhere to mock somebody? Like, the, so that's one option, and what I thought of that was, like, somewhere in the, the region currently controlled by ISIS? Like, just as a fuck you? But it's a water tower, what the hell would it do in the middle of the desert? Well, I don't even think it actually is currently used as a water tower right now. It's just a building? Hold on, let's look at the Wikipedia article. Yeah, I think they stopped using it. Uh, it was the only water tower in the Ypsilanti water system until 1956. I don't, I don't know if it may, it might actually still be being used. It's restored in 1976. Hmm, so maybe it actually is being used. Well, color me surprised. Uh, okay, so if I had build... Where the heck would I put it? I'm going to say in the middle of, like, Kansas or someplace flat. Yeah, next so you to the can highway. see it for miles and miles. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you put it next to a highway. So you're driving on the highway. You see something kind of just pop up in the distance. You're like, what the heck is that? And then you the just keep driving it. What? The top of Mount Everest. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. You climb all the way up to the top and your entire way up. What do you see waiting for you? The brick dick. From what I gather, you actually don't see a lot of the summit on the climb up. Uh-huh. Having not actually personally climbed Everest, I only take other people's word for it. Yep. But yeah, no, I'm going to say somewhere that it, it kind of like, you know, when we were driving towards, um, oh wait, you were asleep during when we drove towards... Devil's uh, Peak. Yeah, Devil's Tower. Devil's Tower. I, I woke up as we got near it, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing out here? <laughs> It's Devil's Tower. We just and you and Mike were like, it's Devil's Tower. Like, I don't care. Go home. <laughs> Which we got out, looked at it for five minutes because you know any less would be disrespectful, um, and then turned around and left. Um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna say someplace where you just like right next to I-80 or something in Iowa. You're just driving along. And you're like, what the heck is that? And all of a sudden, boom, brick dick. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer. And okay. you're gonna say top of Mount Everest. I think I'm gonna go with top of Mount Everest. Okay. Well, that was uh, a strange random topic, but... But there you go. Yep. That's that's it. Yep, I guess that's the wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, 
feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>